Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. Uh, your usual crew, Eric, Tony, Trish, Tom, and John all here. And tomorrow is the great unknown that is the NFL draft. So Jack Osterloff, friend of the program, here every year to do his mock, here to discuss the first round of the NFL draft tomorrow. Jack, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. You have Always a big a day tomorrow as a Jets fan? Yeah, I do. Hopefully the, uh, the future turns around for the better, but uh, one can only hope and pray as a Jets fan. You never know what's going to happen, so fingers crossed. I can't, I can't wait for you to do this again in three or four years. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, when we get to draft another quarterback. So Yeah. Same well, cycle over and over again. There's no yeah, reason to dance around it. There's, there's no reason to dance around our mocks, but before we get to it, let's just talk real quick about the trade that happened today out of Denver. Uh, the Broncos acquiring Teddy Bridgewater from the Carolina Panthers. That frees up a little spot in that quarterback room in Carolina. What Carolina seems to do with that open spot is up for debate. There is still talk about them potentially taking a quarterback at eight, and Denver, even though they add a quarterback, could still take a quarterback at nine. Uh, does this move... In anybody's eyes, I'll start with Eric. Does this move uh, signal the end of the Drew Locke era in Denver? We'll talk about the Drew Locke era in Denver tomorrow night after pick nine. Um, I think that's really where it goes. Because let's face it, this trade means nothing to the Denver Broncos' current quarterback room. It's just another body that John Elway brings in. You know, it's not a it's not a Denver Broncos offseason unless they're bringing in a random overpaid quarterback. So, you know, I, I like it for Teddy because he wasn't going to play in Carolina. But I don't know if this does anything to Drew Locke tomorrow night after pick nine. I might have a different answer for you. Jack, what do you think for Teddy Bridgewater here now, the newest member of the Denver Broncos? The way I look at it now is I don't I don't think they're going to take quarterback at nine. And to be honest with you, I think that. They're going to let Locke start the year. I think they're going to have a short leash on him, see what he can do, play the first maybe five, six games, evaluate him after that first third of the season, evaluate him. If they're not playing up to standards, say they're two and four, three and three, like they still think they have a shot. Uh, maybe getting a wild card because you're not going to win that division with Kansas City. I think maybe then you go to a veteran like Bridgewater who, who's smart, maybe, maybe doesn't have the arm strength and the, uh, and the atmosphere and the buzz around him that Drew Locke at times does. But I think you hand it over to a veteran. They got decent weapons that went healthy with Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, hopefully coming back healthy off of his, uh, his ACL injury. And then the tight end room with Noah Fon. I feel like the offense has endless weapons and uh, possibilities for success. It's just about finding the right signal caller, which is what the problem is with a lot of teams. So I don't see them taking a quarterback at nine tomorrow. And I think that, like I said, you let Locke start it off, see how he does for the first five, six games, and then, you hand them time over Bridgewater if you don't like what you see. So basically just an insurance move, the Teddy Bridgewater. I think trade so. Here. Yeah. And Denver really doesn't give up anything. They give up a sixth round pick. Uh, for Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, I, I can see the move if you're not sold, completely sold on Drew Locke. This doesn't seem like a move that would mean uh, quarterback now in the draft. I could see this working toward this gets you through this season, draft a quarterback next year if you're not completely sold on Drew Locke. And I don't think Teddy Bridgewater by any means. He's a decent quarterback, but he's not the answer in Denver. Let's get to our mocks, the 2021 NFL draft tomorrow night, starting at 8 p.m. ABC and ESPN. The Jacksonville Jaguars hold the number one overall pick, a pick that was firmly in the Jets' hands for most of the season 
until a couple of wins against the Rams and the and the Browns. Does anybody have anything? I, I, this is really a question, a question just to Trish because he's the only one crazy enough to pick a quarterback that is not Trevor Lawrence at one. Uh, Trish, do you have Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> oh, of course I do. I, you can't you can't argue with all of these last couple you know years now that he's been drafted or supposed to be drafted number one overall. So yeah, I think they go the traditional route of just taking Lawrence. Someone find the episode a couple of weeks ago where he had Justin Fields going one. Yeah, weeks ago. Be that's so why funny. I asked. Where Listen, was if, Listen, the, if the Jaguars want to throw a curveball into the whole thing, just take take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Take back Jones. Uh, <laughs> I bet you the Jets then pass on uh, Lawrence because they're like flustered. They don't know what to do. Jets have yeah, done yeah. no work on Trevor Lawrence. They don't know what to do. Like, oh, no. <laughs> There's no work to be done on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's true. Like a, you you know what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, then, which would, have been, which would have been nice for a Jets fan to have draft a quarterback and just watch him succeed instead of having to worry about if he's going to suck or not. Yeah. So we we looked into this draft a couple months ago, and it seemed like one and two, it was pretty much going to be quarterback, quarterback. But a couple months ago, it was a different quarterback here going at two. Uh, the consensus at the end of the college football season was probably Justin Fields. Now the Jets moved up. Uh, the Jets are the second overall pick. Uh, it, it is believed that their pick will be Zach Wilson out of BYU. Is anybody saying any differently here for the New York Jets? I, I want to talk to Jack in a second here about what he sees out of Zach Wilson uh, at two. But does anybody have anything different for the Jets at two? Take that as a no. Jack, Zach Wilson presumably will be your starting quarterback this season. Uh, what do you see out of him coming out of BYU? So there is definitely a lot of positives you see at him and a lot of NFL ready material that he's uh, showcased throughout his college career, especially last year. I mean, I heard about him earlier on in the season of the college season. I want to say around beginning October, I think it was a late night watching a game, just put it on, just, just to put it on and watch something. I think it was late night there, their West coast. And I was watching the game. I'm like, who the heck is this kid? Just making all, all the throws, on the run across the body, which is what you see a lot of his tape is about. It's he makes those wow throws. So he makes those throws where like, you're like, all right, well, if he, he's got the arm strength, he's got the arm talent, he's got all the, the physical intangibles, in my opinion, to be a, an elite NFL quarterback. He's got the athleticism. He can run. Um, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is the size. He's a little, little skinny, not skinny. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say skinny. He's not like a, I don't know who to compare it to uh, size-wise, but he's got good height. Um, the only other thing, too, is the competition he plays isn't up to the standards of a Justin Fields in the Big Ten or a Trevor Lawrence in the ACC. So, like, that's also a concern. But I think that his one of his problems early on is going to be the adjustment to the speed of the game, the NFL coming from uh, BYU and coming into the NFL. Um, but I do think that he's going to make plays where you where you watch it and you're going to be like, wow, he's got uh, Mahomes like arm talent. I'd say oh, dangerous with dangerous with the, wording with the way that he can throw from any spot on the field and uh, yeah, okay, yeah. angle. You know what I mean? Not like the yeah. not the gunslinging like a Josh Allen or like a Patrick Mahomes. Not not the 
the velocity and the and the depth of it. But I'd say the way that he can make throws and the body angles, he can put the ball on a on a string to guys. Like you saw on his pro day, the one throw he made, he was rolling out left as a righty across his body over the shoulder, like 45, 50 yards. You don't see a lot of quarterbacks making that. Um, I granted it is with nobody on him. He's got no pads and, and all that on him. But it's still impressive to see that just from the, some of the tape I've watched on him. But, yeah, I think that um, I like the arm arm strength. I like the arm talent. Um, I like the speed and the athleticism. You need a guy nowadays to get out of the pocket and make plays for you when, when things break down. And the only, the only downside, I think, is the competition and, and the size that, that he, he has the stature. So um, I'm not sold on it completely yet. I'm going to have to wait and see, but. I like what the direction of the franchise is going at the moment. So. Yeah, it's hard to be completely sold on a prospect coming out of college. And you did bring up the level of competition he plays. His toughest game last season was that game against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina was a ranked team at the time. He struggled a bit. BYU lost that game. Uh, that, that's where I think that biggest gap is going to be for him as a New York Jet is the level of competition and where it, it'll be when he gets there. Um. I have him personally as the, the fourth. If I had to rank the quarterbacks, I have him at four. Uh, but that, that doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback by any means. He could succeed in the NFL. It, it just has, he has to, it's the same thing as Darnold. He has said the right things around him. And it's can Joe Douglas and the Jets put that around him? That's where, that's where my mindset was two, three months ago when the whole talk about drafting a quarterback came up. I'm like, you're going to draft a quarterback. And you're going to either keep Darnold and bench him or trade him or get rid of him, whatever you want to do. But you're not really changing anything else with the team. Yeah. You're going to be putting a rookie quarterback in the same situation Sam Darnold just failed. In. So why not? My mindset was why not take number two, trade it to a quarterback needy team like um, Miami did with San Francisco, get a haul for it, stack up on picks and improve the team around Darnold so that, by the time Darnold, I guess, I mean, it would have been his fourth year coming up, but he's only, he's still only, he's barely older than Zach Wilson. Yeah. He, he was a young draft pick when he came into the league. The only thing is though, they would have had to pick up his fifth year option and then sign into a relatively big deal, which you're not going to do to a quarterback. You're not fully sold on. Or, or if you, if you ran the risk of not picking up the fifth year option, playing him the fourth year, having him then have a big year and then having then to, pay to pay him. him. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense from a financial standpoint, but for a future and an asset and capital wise, I would have rather than seen see them trade number two back to like a, I don't know, a team trying to get up like a Carolina or New England, maybe even if you wanted to do that, I doubt they would trade in division, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see the argument from both sides. So the draft here really begins at the third overall pick. It's the San Francisco 49ers who uh, traded up from 12 to three. Adam Schefter reported earlier this week that when they made the trade, they had a guy in mind. The guy in mind was Mac Jones, but the gap has been narrowed between Mac Jones and Trey Lance here for San Francisco. I am a firm believer in Trey Lance. I'm not that high on Mac Jones as it is. I have here at three, the San Francisco 49ers picking Mac Jones, picking Trey Lance. Uh, Eric, what do you think San Fran does at three? Boys, where is my Trey Lance gang for number three? Let's go. It's going to be Trey Lance tomorrow night. Um, I'd be surprised if it's Mac Jones. Honestly, I think Mac Jones is a hell of a smokescreen, and Kyle Shanahan is keeping things close to his vest. Now, Adam Schefter reported this morning 
they do know who they're picking tomorrow night. They made the decision. They know, but they are not going to reveal any hints. Trish, what do you think? I got to, I got to be with you, bud. I think Trey Lance, even though he didn't play last year, still just looked so good two years ago that I think uh, San Francisco is going to be sold on him. Didn't turn the ball over for North Dakota state. Uh, Jack, what do you think here? San Fran at three. I'm a big Mac Jones guy. Oh man. So, I mean, if I was San Francisco, I would take Mac Jones. I just, I look at competition and people you play. It's one of the big things. It's why I'm not sold on Zach Wilson, as I mentioned before, but Mac Jones ran the gauntlet in the, in the SEC this year, undefeated national championship. Granted, he plays for Alabama. They have uh, unlimited weapons and they're well coached and they always have a solid offensive line. So he isn't really tasked to do much. But some of the throws he was making last year throughout the season and deep into that that playoff run they had, those are some impressive throws. It wasn't just wide open receivers. They were getting open behind the defense and he was just lopping it out there to him. He's making tight window throws. Um, he's got the prototypical size. I think he fits with the 49ers want to do because if they had anybody other than Jimmy Garoppolo when they lost to the Super Bowl and the, and the, to the Chiefs, they would have won that game handily. All they needed was Jimmy Garoppolo just to make easy slant route throws into wide open windows and they would have won that game. And they would have, I think, won a lot better last year too. I mean, they, granted they had all the injuries, injuries on, the, on the defensive side as well as offense, but I think Mac Jones fits what they want to do. He's mobile enough to get out of the pocket for a West Coast style of offense. Can rely on the run game. It's a good offensive line. But I, then I know a lot of teams are enamored with Trey Lance, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Trey Lance at three. But if I was picking for the same for, for the 49ers, I would I would go Mac Jones. Tom, what do you think San Fran does at three? I wholeheartedly believe that they will go with Trey Lance. I don't think they're too happy with Jimmy Garoppolo as is. And I can see it being that. If, he, if Jimmy, Gar- the Jimmy Garoppolo is a possible injury candidate, you know, because he's always getting injured. So I see Trey Lance coming in to try and fill in the gap so they have someone who's more of a solid player. And then by next year, after what I assume will be a bad year, they'll have him finally step in and get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. John, what do you think? You see, like, I see all your guys' points. You know, I think Trey Lance is going to be a great prospect. I think Mac Jones is a great prospect. But I still think Fields is the guy. I think it's all smokescreen. I really like. I know, you know, it's not like with every news, but of news that comes out, it looks more and more likely that you know Fields does you know slip by San Fran. But I think it'd be a horrible mistake if they did that. So, I think he's the pick. Yeah, it's interesting. San Fran's a team that doesn't really like to show their cards before they play them, and they, Fields has been mentioned once. So if there was a reason, nobody nobody saw them trading up to three. You know, just, hey, it's Justin Fields. That's the guy. Yeah. Who knows at this point? Uh, number four, the Atlanta Falcons currently hold it. Another trade candidate for a team uh, that could be looking for a quarterback. I think Atlanta should definitely be in the market for a quarterback. Uh, I, I did go back and forth with Fields at this pick, but I think they go Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. He's a freak of nature. He's, I think, possibly the second best player in this draft. I think they go Pitts out of Florida. Eric, what do you think? So I'm going to go probably against the majority here. I have Panay Sewell at four, um, mainly because we've heard for how long they're committed to Matt Ryan. They're committed to Julio Jones. They're committed to the core. Well, I guess they're not committed to Julio Jones anymore. But 
if they want to prove their commitment to Matt Ryan, this is the pick to do it. They have a tight end. They have some of the best wide receivers in football. I don't think they need an offensive playmaker. I think they need a line lineman more than anything. And since there's no real defensive top guys in this draft, I think Sewell's got to be the pick. Trish, what do you think for Atlanta? Uh, Eric, you went the exact opposite way I did. I said Justin Fields. I think it's time that Atlanta realizes that Matt Ryan's a little too old to be your guy now. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was that dude a couple years ago, but your team was shit, and he was taking you to the playoffs all the time. And no. So I think Justin Fields is going to come in. I think they're going to start the rebuild uh, around Fields, maybe have him play behind Ryan for a couple years, maybe learn a couple things. Couple and, years, uh, Jeez. Uh, you know, a year, six games, maybe two. All right. <laughs> Any quarterback that uh, Atlanta does end up taking, they're going to have to look out because you know they restructured Matt Ryan's contract, so he's on the books for at least another two seasons. So yeah, Jack, what do you think here for Atlanta? This is where I have Trey Lance going. Oh man, really? Wow. So I, I didn't even think that Sewell would be even a possibility here. I think that they're he's I think Lance will definitely sit year one. He'll he'll do a Mahomes. He'll learn behind a guy very similar to what Kansas City have with, with Alex Smith and Matt Ryan. And I think that's pretty much Trey Lance wherever wherever he goes. Yeah, and so he's be I sitting agree, year one. Yeah. I agree with that as well. But I just think that um I had fields here earlier in a bunch of my mock drafts, but then I switched to pits and then I was back to fields. But I do ultimately think they're going to go and land a quarterback. Um, I think Lance has all the physical tools they're looking for a guy. Uh, obviously, two back to back big years uh, at North Dakota State for him. Um, I just think that they're ready to build towards the future without actually jeopardizing what they have now in their current offensive state, which your offense as seen at times can be electric and can put up points with anyone. It's always been the defense that lets them down, but there's no blue collar, blue chip defensive back or like an edge rusher, in my opinion, that you take at four in this draft. I think you, you take Lance, you build around, build around what you have now and wait for Lance to take the reins. And I say he sits out this year, you let Matt Ryan, the same thing with what I was saying about Denver before, let him play some games. You don't like what you see. And you move on and take, but you throw Lance in and they have it. Kyle Pitts did say that he doesn't expect the Atlanta Falcons to take him. He expects four quarterbacks to go in the first four picks. Tom, what do you think here for Atlanta? I got Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts. And my reasoning behind it is, in a way, it's a commitment to Matt Ryan. I can see them thinking they can get a lineman in a later round and they add a gener- who's going to be a generational talent with one of the greatest to ever play as well with Julio Jones on one side and Kyle Pitts on the other. So you see him more as a wide receiver, which some teams do. Some teams do have him slotting as a wide receiver instead of a tight end. Yeah, I, I see him becoming a wide receiver. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he can start as a tight end as well, but like you're going to learn from Julio Jones. He's going to become a receiver. John, what do you think here for Atlanta? I think Pitts is the pick, but I think uh, for different reasons than Tom, I think Julio might be on his way out of Atlanta uh, for reasons of salary cap. They are in salary cap hell. That's why they did that Matt Ryan move, restructuring his contract. So I think the Ridley, uh, Russell Gage, and Pitts, that makes a great, you know, 
offensive core. Plus, you got Hayden Hurst at tight end. They just got to get, a, you know, a running back in there. You know, uh, and, you know, offensively, they should be all set. You know, Arthur Smith's got his guys to, you know, run the offense he wants if he, if he does. Uh, the next pick, fifth overall, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm pretty sure we all think it's between two players because that's really what's been displayed by Cincinnati so far in this process. It's either Panay Sewell, tackle out of Oregon, or Jamar Chase, wide receiver, former teammate of Joe Burrow down at LSU. Uh, I have them going Sewell. Uh, I, I know Joe Burrow is going to be banging the table for Jamar Chase the whole way, but I think they go offensive line. I think management says, listen, we need to get your protection. And I think, I think Panay Sewell, I think it's the correct pick, and I think it's the pick at five. Eric, what do you think? Well, I have Sewell off the board in yeah. mind. So yeah. this pick is about making Joe Burrow happy. It's about nothing else. Just about making Joe Burrow happy. If Joe Burrow wants Jamar Chase, guess who Cincinnati's taking? They're taking Jamar Chase. If Joe Burrow wants protection, they're taking Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater. I don't also think it's a stretch if Slater gets picked here, but I have Jamar Chase going in mine. Trish, what do you have? I have uh, Panay Sewell. I think it's obvious. You know, you saw what happened to him last season. He got injured because his line was so bad and because he took so much abuse and blah, 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 blah. So as a precaution, they need to draft an O-line. And what better way to do that than get the best offensive lineman prospect I've ever seen? Uh, Jack, what do you think? I'm on board with uh, Panay Sewell. I have him penciled there in my mock. Um, for the reason being, Joe Burrow is coming off of a, a major, major injury. Um, if I'm Cincinnati and I'm in their organization and I'm in the power of, of being able to select these picks <clears> – <throat> And he's begging for Jamar Chase. Um, I'm not giving. I'm not giving him what he wants. Um, their number one priority, in my opinion, should be to keep him upright and keep him protected. Um, it's what every, in my opinion, what every franchise should do with a franchise quarterback is surround him with guys on the line that are able to give him the time to make the throws that they need and make sure he's not on his backside uh, majority of the game, which is what you saw. I've seen it firsthand with uh, Sam Darnold's first three seasons. Um, you give a guy less than two seconds, three seconds to throw the ball every every time he drops back to pass, he's going to make mistakes and he's going to do this, uh, do things that you're not. He's not accustomed to doing, especially in the speed of a game in the NFL. You're not used to it and you're adjusting to it. Um, obviously, one guy isn't going to fix their entire offensive line, um, but it's definitely. Um, an anchor on the blind side. Um, it's something that I think, like I said, every team needs, and I think Cincinnati needs it uh, more than m many other teams do uh, in this draft. Tom, what do you think here for Cincy? I also, I think it will be uh, Penny Sewell. And the reason behind it is because every time I think of it, I, I think of the scar that Joe Burrow has. It was pretty noticeable when they revealed the new jerseys. And I know he had something great going with Jamar Chase, but that that was college. He also had a he also had a line then. He needs a line now more than he needs Jamar Chase, considering he also has pretty good receivers in Cincy. John, what do you think here for Cincy? Ultimately, I think the pick is going to be Jamar Chase, but I understand why everyone you know is advocating for the line. But the thing is with Cincinnati, when you look at their bookend tackles, you know they got they just signed Riley Reef in free agency, and uh, they have. 
the first rounder from a couple of years ago, Jonah Williams, uh, I think anchoring up the right side. So really their problem is the interior. And I think that they're going to look to shore that up in the second round. There's a lot of options, you know, beginning of the second that they can, you know, choose to do that. And I think Jamar, you know, being there at five, he, you know, projects, he, like he might be the top receiver in that draft. So I feel like he's the more valuable pick at five. So, I read up on uh, with, with what Riley Reed, they're signing there. He played interior guard in college. So I think that if they do ultimately end up taking Sewell, they're going to slide Reef inside and just bolster the line even more. I don't know if I'm going to miss Reef in Minnesota uh, or not. I haven't made that decision yet. Um, you can speak at his quality. Like, would you say he's yeah. like serviceable or is he like- – I mean, he'll start. He's a decent starter. So I think there's some – you know, he'll he's probably the best offensive lineman on Cincinnati, if I'm going to be brutally honest. Um. Meanwhile, Tony has uh, dipped from my screen, but he has <laughs> privately chatted me to lead into number six, and that is Miami. So the Miami Dolphins, they were at three. They are no longer there. They went to 12, and then they went to six because Philadelphia traded back, got some extra picks for that. Miami's really a wild card. Uh, I think we all have some form of offensive playmaker here. I have Kyle Pitts, um, tight end out of Florida. First of all, local kid, always always helps. And secondly, you're seeing more and more two tight end sets pop up more around the NFL. Uh, you're seeing it in New England. I think that's going to be kind of a benchmark for what's to come. And I could see Kyle Pitts here, but I also could see them go in receiver. But Kyle Pitts also does not force Tua to throw deep, which is one of his weaknesses. Uh, so yes, I have Kyle Pitts going at six to the Miami Dolphins. Trish, who do you have? I, uh, I have Kyle Pitts as well uh, for the same reasons you do. I think, you know, they, they need some kind of offense here, uh, wide receiver or tight end. And Kyle Pitts really is whatever you want him to be. <laughs> like your imagination can go crazy with him. He's insanely good. So I think he'll fit in well in Miami. He's a rich man's Taysom Hill. Uh, Jack, who do you have? I as well have Pitts. Um not for the two tight end set, as you mentioned. I think that they're ultimately going to play him out wide a lot more than you think. Um, I think that having him and Parker both out wide is going to be an uh, advantage for Tua. Granted that he does not throw the deep ball as well as uh, Miami would like him to. But um, I think Pitts is one of those guys where he's been able to work in tight. and He's been able to get open um, up the seam or on, on drag routes and – and such uh, patterns where I don't really think it matters where he plays. I think he's going to get open no matter what with the speed he has and the size he has. It's very eerily similar to um, like a Calvin Johnson, not to that extreme, but he has the intangibles to go up and get the ball, high point it. He has the intangibles to catch a ball on a slant and take it 60 yards. Um, I think that's what Miami needs. I need that, that over-the-top playmaker. Um, me being a Jets fan, I would hate to see that. I would hate to have to try and cover him um, twice a year for the next decade, I would assume, um, if he lives up to all of his hype. But I have them taking pits at six, and I think that they ultimately get who they wanted at three at six, which is a win a win for them. Uh, but, yeah, pits at six to Miami for me. We also got to remember that the Dolphins also signed Will Fuller to a one-year deal oh, in the as well. Yeah. Uh, Tom, who do you have? 
I really don't think Miami, uh, at least in my situation, Miami cares which receiver they get because right now it's between Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. And I know Detroit was high on is high on Jamar Chase. I actually have them trading picks, so Miami gets a pick, gets pick seven and another pick somewhere down the road in return just to move up one, so the Detroit Lions can take Jamar Chase. John, how about you? I uh, I have actually here Panay Sewell because I know you guys all had him going well to Atlanta, either uh, Atlanta or you know Cincinnati. But you know this fills up you know one of the main needs that Miami has. You know their line last year was you know, bottom tier, but like, you know, comparable to Cincinnati. So yeah, this is a, you know, get to a, you know, his franchise tackle, someone to protect his blind side. And Tony has made his return. So who do you have going six to Miami? Uh, Miami Dolphins here at six, Jalen Waddle. Uh, apparently Tua has been campaigning hard for Jalen Waddle in the Miami front office. I think they go with what he wants because he has his pick of wide receivers in my mock. So I go uh, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver at Alabama. Next, we got the Detroit Lions uh, starving for a weapon for Jared Goff. I have them taking Jamar Chase here because uh, I, I had Cincy passing, and I think Miami stays with that, the Alabama connection. And uh, I got Jamar Chase, a weapon for Jared Goff on the outside, uh, being a the first-round pick for the Detroit Lions. Eric, what do you think? I have another weapon for Jared Goff, and it is the form of the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner. This is where I have Devonta Smith going. Because I have people telling me that Detroit's not taking a wide receiver. The number one receiver on their depth chart right now is Brashad Perriman. Okay? Yeah, they're taking a wide receiver some at some point in this draft. And what better way to make a splash than to take Devonta Smith, who some are regarding as the best receiver in this class. Trish, what, what are you thinking here for Detroit? Uh, well, I'm a little upset you had Eric go before me because now it seems like I'm just taking all of his picks. I also picked Devonta Smith for literally all article. the same reasons. <laughs> I did not read your article, sir. <laughs> I just happened to agree with you. I think Devonta Smith is an insanely good wide receiver. Uh, I watched him all year in college, just making crazy plays, getting insane yards. I love him. Uh, I personally want him on the Giants, but he's not going to be there at 11. So... I have him going to Detroit. Jack, what do you think here for the Lions? I'm on the same page as you, Tony. I got um, Jamar Chase here. Um, I think he's the best receiver in the draft. Um, I think it's a steal for them to be able to snag him at seven. Um, I know all the buzz and all the hypes around Waddle and Smith. Uh, Waddle potentially going six to Miami with Tua and and Smith, uh, all the hype from the Heisman last year and his uh, – record-breaking season at Alabama, but I, as much as he keeps talking about Smith, this is about how the size doesn't matter in the NFL, this, this, and that. Like, there's been guys similar stature to him in the NFL that have not succeeded and have been very successful in college. Um, I do think you need a receiver that's got a little more size on him. Um, that's why, ultimately, when going with Chase here, I think that when you look back at uh, Detroit's history of drafting receivers, and, and signing receivers, a lot of the guys that they have signed have been, I mean, other than maybe Marvin Jones is similar in stature to him um, that they picked up. But I think uh, you look at it, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Pettigrew, I know he's a tight end, but they've had guys, Kenny Galladay, bigger, bigger body guy, um, not the same stature as Chase, but I think they ultimately go Chase here and uh, 
give Jared Goff a, a weapon he could work with in a pretty abysmal offense, if you ask me. Tom, what do you think? This is where I had the Dolphins drafting in that because I said they swap picks. So they the Dolphins just get Jalen Waddle. John, how about you for Detroit? Yeah, I'm going with that. I agree with Eric and uh, Trish here. I think Devonta Smith is the move here. Just get a receiver in there in Detroit. You know, it's 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 terrible right now. You know, and I feel like he projects to be you know in like in you know in spite of all those you know concerns about his weight, I think he's going to be a great player. So yeah, Devonta Smith. Uh, next at what are we at eight? The Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And this is this is a pick that could be up for grabs. I have them taking Rashawn Slater, tackle out of Northwestern. Uh, I'll start with Trish since he complained a second ago. Trish, who do you have the Lions taking? Not I the Lions, taking, the Panthers, uh, the Panthers, the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Panthers taking Christian Darisaw. He's an offensive tackle. Yeah, familiar with him. Why him over Slater? Uh, I like his size and his weight. He's very um, – in his overview, it says he's very athletic, very quick on his feet, and I think they're looking for a guy that they should be able to just grab and throw right in. So, I picked Darisaw. Eric, I would imagine you do not have the Carolina Panthers taking Christian Darisaw. I do not have the Carolina Panthers taking Christian Darisaw. As a matter of fact, I don't have them taking an offensive lineman. To add on to oh. that, I don't even have them taking an offensive player. I haven't taken Micah Parsons. Um, Luke Keekley retired not too long ago, and I know Carolina's been wanting to improve that defense, and Matt Rule wants to make his defense the strong point of Carolina. So I've been taking Micah Parsons. Might be a little high for some people's liking, but I, it was originally going to be a quarterback, but then they took Sammy D from the Jets, so I haven't taken Micah Parsons. Jack, what do you think? So up until the Darnold trade, I had them taking fields here. So I flip-flopped on a, a bunch of picks uh, since then. I'm as well on the defensive side, but I'm not Micah Parsons. I had I toyed with him maybe at this spot. But when you look at this division and you look at the receivers that they're going to have to go up against, um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, Julio. Julio, Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. There's a bunch of top-flight top 25 receivers in the NFC South Calvin Ridley too that you're going to have to deal with so I had them going cornerback and a guy I'm actually extremely high on in the draft JC Horn out of South Carolina I think that um, he's the most most athletic cornerback in the draft I think that he is the most um, NFL not NFL ready but I'd say he he's a fluid athlete um, I think like what Eric was saying that Matt Rule wants to make their defense a focal point of the team. And um, I think that starts on the outside. And I think that starts with trying to shut down your opponent's best uh, receiver every game. I mean, I've witnessed it firsthand with some good Jets defenses with Darrell Rivas. Um, When you can go into a game and know that the other team's best receiver is going to be locked down for less than 40 yards, less than 50 yards. I'm not saying J.C. Horn is going to be a lockdown cornerback like that. It's hard to be a lockdown cornerback like that nowadays in the, in the league, but I haven't gone corner. I haven't gone JC Horn. I'm high on him this year. Um, plays good competition in the SEC, athletic, good size. And uh, I think he's a, a good fit for the uh, 
prototypical NFL corner. Tom, what do you think here for Carolina? I also believe that they will be taking the cornerback. Uh, similar, similar reasoning, really. I mean, they do have top receivers in that division. But the way I see it, they take Patrick Sertain. Is that how you say his name? Patrick Sertain from uh, Alabama. Yeah, I just believe he's the best cornerback on the board, and that's a huge hole they have to fill. John? I'm, uh, Micah, I have Micah Parsons going here. You know, this feels, yeah, like Eric said, the loop, you know, Luke I can't really say his name. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, his. You can't say Luke Keekly. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he fit perfectly, and yeah, so I have him going there. Just slides right by the fact that he can't say Keekly. Tried to fly past that one. Number nine is the Denver Broncos, and here I have a trade up. I have the Chicago Bears trading up to this pick for picks in exchange. And I have the Bears taking Justin Fields, uh, starving of a quarterback. I'm sorry, Andy Dalton. I know they told you you were going to be the starter, but that might only last two or three games. Uh, Eric, what do you think here for Denver at nine? So worth noting, my mock does not include trades. If it did, that's the only I trade probably, I have. Yeah, and I, I put it in probably, today. I'd probably have New England moving up to eight to take uh, to take Justin Fields. I have Justin Fields going to Denver. Um, John Elway loves him some quarterbacks, like I said in the beginning. I told you. I said I don't think the Teddy Bridgewater trade makes that much of a difference because I think it's going to be a quarterback tomorrow. I do think it's going to be Fields. I don't know why he's dropping so far. I don't think a lot of people know why. But if they do end up getting Fields, then Denver's getting a steal at nine. Trish, what do you think here for Denver? Well, I have uh, Atlanta taking Justin Fields, so I gave uh, Mac Jones to Denver at nine. I do think they need a quarterback. Uh, I think the Drew Locke experiment is over in Denver, and I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. Jack, what do you think? Um, so I went through a bunch of bunch of bunch of picks here. Um, quarterback for a while, then I had him going uh, corner. Um, but as Horn flew up draft boards, I don't think he'll be there. I don't think that's who they ultimately would have taken. And I don't think that they're in on Sertan. So I have him taking uh, Micah Parsons here. Um, linebacker has been a weak point for them since uh, Brandon Marshall has significantly uh, downplayed uh, his uh, production over the course of the last couple of years. Um, I think that they look to bolster the defense, uh, get back to what had them in the playoffs and uh, winning Super Bowls. Uh, in the mid uh, 2010s, not Super Bowl, a Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, I have him going uh, Michael Parsons here. Tom, what do you think here for Denver? Well, when I was thinking about it, I ultimately thought that the quarterback situation would be similar to Kentucky <laughs> and Foles of uh, last year. It'd just be you know Bridgewater and Drew Lock kind of just switching off whenever it happens. It happens. I saw their offense overall is fine, so. I have them taking J.C. Horn. I can see that, too. John, what, what do you think? Yeah, I have Trey Lance going here. I know you guys had him going to San Fran, right? But uh, no, I, I think he's going to fall to nine. And, you know, Denver gets their signal caller for the future. You know, the, they got all the weapons. They really just need to get that quarterback. And then I think you'll start at least seeing them, you know, win some games over there. It's been a while. Uh, next, we have the Dallas Cowboys at 10. Uh, defense. 
I feel needs to be a focal point of the Cowboys in this draft. I know Jerry Jones likes Kyle Pitts. Definitely not going to be there at 10. And he said he's not willing to overpay to trade up for him. I have them uh, taking Patrick Sertan out of uh, Alabama. Uh, Trish, I'll go with you so you can't copy Eric potentially. Uh, what do you have, Trish? Well, now it seems like I'm copying you. I also have Patrick Sertan uh, going there. I think that their defense is a huge hole. Uh, <laughs> like their offense was eh last year, but their defense was just a shit show. So I think that's where they really need to start focusing. And then maybe they can move to the offensive problems later on. Uh, Eric, what do you think? You know, here's the thing. I was debating between one of two options here. I was debating, do they go cornerback or do they screw over the teams that are behind them? Because <laughs> Jerry Jones has a history of screwing over the division rivals. And there was a tiny part of me that wanted to put Rashawn Slater in there. But no, I end up going Patrick Sertan out of Alabama because they need quarterbacks really bad. Jack, what do you think? I'm on Sertan too. Um their defense gave up a ridiculous amount of yards last year, and majority of them came through the air. Um, teams were throwing for 400-plus yards, and then no matter who was playing quarterback, who was playing receiver, I do think that they have a, a nice piece uh, in their secondary with uh, Diggs. Uh, blanking on his first name. Trey? Is it Trey? Trayvon. Trayvon. Uh, I think he's uh, going to be solid if you – get guys around him in that secondary, I'd say, where not all the pressure's on him. Um, if you let him play, maybe a couple, uh, some safeties behind him, let him play a little cover, too. Um, but I do think Sertan is the pick here. They definitely need secondary help. Um, yeah, Sertan here at 10 for Dallas for me. Tom, what do you think? I have uh, Rashawn Slater going to the Cowboys. It makes too much sense for them to, like, you know, make a pick on defense. And this team was talking about drafting Kyle Pitts. So I can see them messing up and just taking Rashawn Slater instead. Going offensive line, maybe some protection for Dak Prescott. John, what do you think? I certain going here too. I, you know, everyone's saying that defense was historically bad under Mike Nolan last year. So they really got to shore up that secondary, you know, get, get a corner in there. Certain's the, the, my number one corner off the board. So. Next at 11, the New York football giants uh, made some interesting moves in the offseason, getting Kenny Galladay and Adoree Jackson. Sitting at 11, I do not think they're done stacking up on weapons. I think they take Devonta Smith, wide receiver at Alabama. The Joe Judge-Alabama connection is there. And basically, they're putting all their eggs in the Daniel Jones basket. If it doesn't work this year, that's going to fall squarely on the shoulders of Daniel Jones. Eric, what do you think here for the Giants? See, I did my mock a couple weeks ago, and I had Gregory Russo before he started tanking the combine. However, I'm going to go Quiddy Pay. That is the rumor that has been circulating who the Giants are taking at 11, and I fully believe it. I think this team needs another defensive lineman. I think Quiddy Pay is the guy. I think they're set with receiver. They got their main target, and they can move on on the offense. Trish, what do you think? Uh, I have Jamar Chase going here. So I know a lot of you guys had him going uh, earlier, but I didn't. I had other needs filled, so I, uh, I have Jamar Chase going to the New York Giants. Jack, what do you think? It was up to me, and if I was in the Giants front office, I would go quarterback. I'd go fields, but 
that's not me. That's not my decision to make. I'm not. I don't. Not a big Daniel Jones guy. Um, but with that being said, I don't think they're going to go quarterback, even though they should. Um, I have them taking Devontae Smith here as well. Um, stack up on more weapons for said Daniel Jones. It's definitely a make or break year for him. He's going to have the guys around him to uh, produce. He's going to have a healthy Saquon Barkley, which he is on track to play week one, as I think I saw today. Yeah. They also um, just you... picked up his fifth year option today as well. Saquon's? Yep. So you'll have him fully healthy uh, in the backfield. You'll have uh, Kenny Galladay, newly uh, acquired weapon on the outside form. Still got Evan Ingram, even though he can't catch a cold. Uh, you still have Sterling Shepard, who I, I think is a very um, capable slot wide receiver. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, you pair Smith on the other side uh, with Galladay, and I think – and you still have Darius Slate. Just, they, they have some decent weapons. If you add Smith to that room, I think their weapons room only gets more dangerous. And, uh, yeah, Giants here, Smith at 11 for me. Um, give Daniel Jones more reasons to succeed, and if he doesn't succeed, you kick him to the curb next year. Tom, what do you think? Uh, I also see the Giants taking Devonta Smith. It's it's a make or break year for Daniel Jones. Might as well give him all the weapons that he can. And if it doesn't work, then the quarterback who comes in next has all these weapons. John, I have them taking Slater here. You know, uh, similar reasons as you. You know, just uh, this is a make or break year for Danny Dimes. So you know, give him all the protection that you can. You know, they went out, got him as number one guy in Galladay this uh, past off season. So. You know, I feel like uh, that's probably their best move for Sean. All right, we're at 12, so let's start to fly through them. Uh, we'll go around. If it's somebody you're picking that is really out of the ordinary, we'll talk about it a little bit. Number 12, Philadelphia Eagles. Here I have Greg Newsom. They need a cornerback to defend these wide receivers, the NFC East, McLaurin in uh, Washington, whatever the Cowboys have going on, Cooper, Lamb, and all them. And now the Giants potentially with Devonta Smith. So I have Greg Newsom to the Eagles. Eric, what do you have? I have Jalen Waddle, last of the elite wide receivers on the board. Philly needed a wide receiver really bad. And even if trading back, they still get one. Trish? I also have Jalen Waddle. I think the same exact thing. John? Uh, yeah, I would also say Jalen Waddle. Yeah, the last of the stud receivers. Jack, what do you think? I'm on Waddle too, but I could also see them going cornerback or uh... – something along the uh, in the defensive uh, part of their team. But I ultimately have Waddle. Tom, what do you think? I have Justin Fields. I don't think they're sold on Hurts. And if Justin Fields is there, I, they take him. There was a room when they were at six they could take a quarterback. I, I do I do remember that. But I don't think they're expecting a quarterback to be there at 12. If, if Fields is there, there is an interesting discussion that needs to be held in that front office. Because that's mm. that would be a steal. I, the same thing I thought with Minnesota with you, Eric. If Fields is there at 14, you have to have the discussion. Is that a conversation you'd want the Giants front office to have if he's there at 11? I would, but they're not going to because I know how Gettleman operates. Yeah, probably. You have a better chance having a discussion about a kicker. All right, uh, 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. This is another trade, possibly trade-up, trade-down candidate. I have them taking J.C. Horn. Uh, there's, there's a bit of a hole there in the cornerback in their secondary. So, J.C. Horn being a Los Angeles Charger. Eric, what do you have? I have Rashawn Slater. He manages to fall this far in my mock, and that Chargers offensive line protects Justin Herbert, and that line becomes one of the best in football. Trish? I hate you, Eric. I also have Rashawn Slater. 
Jack? <laughs> it's a piece of shit. I'm on the office of Taco Wave, but I have uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC here. I do think mm. they need to protect uh, Herbert, and I uh, ultimately think they stick out west with the guy. Um, they've seen play locally, and uh, they go Elijah Vera Tucker. Tom, what do you think? I also have them taking alignment, but it's Christian Darisaw. Just they got to protect Herbert, but that's who I just happened to take. John? Yeah, I have a uh, Darisaw here. Uh, I really, Trish, you had him going to who, right? Like, uh, who was it? Like, I had him going to I Carolina. Had him, I had him going to Carolina. I think Carolina needs offensive line. So I gave him an offensive line. Rashawn Slater hey. is right there. 14 well, Minnesota Slater Vikings. Just went to the Chargers, so. Okay, 14 Minnesota Vikings. There. That is Eric's team. Another potential quarterback candidate, maybe. Don't know. Don't know where they're at with Kirk Cousins right now. I have them going offensive line. Christian Darasaw is the pick here out of Virginia Tech. Uh, it just it it makes sense to if you believe in Kirk, you protect them. Uh, Eric, what do you think? I also have Christian Darasaw falling here. The line is bad. It's not good. So Darasaw help that. Well, Christian Darasaw is already gone. I have Elijah Vera Tucker for them. Uh, we, we're all going O line here, basically. Jack, what do you think? This is where I have uh, Rashawn Slater coming off my board. I think uh, you got to protect Kirk Cousins for as long as he's there. But I also do think the discussion of taking fields is there because he is still on my board. Tom? I had Aziz Olujari going to the Vikings, and it's because they didn't really care much about taking linemen because they're just going to hand it off to Dalvin Cook anyway. <laughs> okay. John? Wow. Okay, then. That's the plan. Had, uh, I think you know that. <laughs> I've got Christian Barmore out of Alabama going here to the Vikings. Just a short line. I know uh, – there was some talks about Daniil Hunter, you know, like, uh, what was it, like he wanted out, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, wants a new contract. That's an insurance type of pick there. It's not really, you know, a sexy pick, but, you know, I think it fills a need. And don't say we handed it off to Dalvin Cook every other play. I saw what you guys were doing to Barkley two years ago. <laughs> hey, hey. Daniel Jones threw, like, 20-something touchdowns. Leave me alone. And 20-plus fumbles, too. I was gonna hey, say. leave me alone. I told you to leave oh. me alone. Hey, but say what you want. That Gallman fumble week 17 got him off the team because it's, you know, Saquon wouldn't fumble in that situation. But Listen, Devonta Booker. Gallman's still a free agent. No, he signed with San Fran. Is it is it done? Did he sign that? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. there. The Wayne train, baby. The Wayne train. 15. Oh, man. He, was, he was a great week six fill-in in my fantasy team. 15, Jack's favorite team, the New England Patriots. <laughs> I have them going quarterback, and I have them taking Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. This is what's so interesting about this draft. You have a quarterback go anywhere from 3 to 15, and you don't really know. So I have Mac Jones being the heir apparent there in New England. Eric, what do you think? I am Mac Jones also being the heir apparent in New England. Um, This could be a potential spot where I could see Washington trading up if New England doesn't like the names on the board because I know Washington needs a signal caller, but yeah, right now it's Mac Jones. Trish, what do you think? Well, I currently have really no quarterbacks left on the board, so I have uh, the Patriots going Najee Harris. <laughs> Why do you have them <laughs> taking a running back? Well, you know, I think they can use it, all right? They have like 50. Yeah, but most of them aren't that good. James White is White. pretty good. He's not that good. 
Okay. Tony Michelle was the playoff hero. I know. Jack? <laughs> I have him going Justin Fields here. Uh, it's it's painful for me to say that. I have him do, I do have him going Fields. I also do think that I don't do trade-ups in my mock drafts, but I do see, see them if he's on the board by the time that um, – San, uh, San Diego, or I mean LA picks at 13, they're going to jump up in front of Minnesota because I think that they could see Minnesota being a threat to taking fields. But uh, in my no trade mock, I haven't taken Justin Fields at 15. I could I could see Jack just putting the sword, I forget what movie it's from, put the sword and just stabbed himself yeah. a bit while announcing Justin Fields. <laughs> that's my worst case scenario, probably. Yeah, that's Sean's doomsday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if Wilson Tom, and then Fields is just as expected. Oh my God. Tom, 15. I got Mac Jones going to the Pats. He's the last main quarterback that I got up there. It, ma- it makes sense. John? Yeah, Mac Jones. Return the Mac. 16 is the Arizona Cardinals. Made some waves uh, getting J.J. Watt for their defense, but they did lose out on Patrick Peterson, who is now the newest member of the Minnesota Vikings. I have them taking uh, Caleb Fairley. Uh, you lose a cornerback, you gain a quarterback. Fairley out of Virginia Tech seems like a good option here. Eric, what do you think? I have Caleb Farley as well, but do not be surprised if New Orleans trades up. Apparently, New Orleans has been doing that a is, lot. That is the talk right Farley. now. Trish? Uh, I have them taking J.C. Horn. Uh, same position, just yeah. I, it's just It's just, is he there or not? And that's the only yeah. thing. Jack? Yep. I have them taking Xavion Collins, uh, defensive end, outside linebacker from Tulsa. Tom? I have them taking Greg Newsom. They need a cornerback. They get one. John? This is where I have J.C. Horn going, getting us some finally some youth on the defensive end in uh, Arizona. So nice. 17, the always exciting John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders. Who the hell knows what they're going to do with their pick? I have them taking Michael Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. Uh, for I mean, defense was clearly a problem clearly a problem last season and he's one of the better players left on my board here on the defensive side of the ball so i have uh, the raiders taking parsons eric what do you got i have jc horn going here um very similar to what you're saying that defense was not just bad it was historically bad if their defense was just okay they're in the playoffs but yeah i got jc horn also, I think Damon Arnett's kind of looking like more of a bust. I, that did not look good this year. Trish, what do you got? I think you guys are forgetting that they got rid of their entire offensive line last uh, over the offseason. So I have that them is- going center at Landon yeah. Dickerson. Uh, you know, just trying to build that offensive line back up because they don't have one anymore. I'll so. be honest, that might seem like a reach, but that would be a totally a John Gruden pick. That's also why I picked it yeah. too, because it's John Gruden and he does things like this. So you know, he's just—he's just one of our guys now. <laughs> Cleveland Farrell, for example. Uh, Jack, what do you think? I also have him going offensive line, but I have him going on the outside, and I have him taking Christian Darrisaw. Um, they got rid of uh, Trent Brown; they need another guy to fill in, so he slides right in and uh, helps out Josh Jacobs. Tom, what do you think? <laughs> I have them taking Christian Barmore. They need help on the defensive line, and they get some here. John? I have them taking uh, Greg Newsom the second. 
put on Northwestern. You know, secondary is an issue for them. You know, anyone who watched their games last year could tell you that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, going to be Greg Newsom. 18 is Miami's second pick in the draft. I have them going offensive line to help out Tua, and this is where I have Elijah Vera Tucker going. Eric, what do you have there at 18? I have Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, They lost Kyle Van Noy, and they need a replacement. And this is one of the main weaknesses I have in Miami. Saying loss is interesting because they straight up got rid of Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trish, what do you think? Uh, I have them going more offense. Uh, So I have them going with Elijah Moore. Another wide receiver, huh? At Ole Miss? Yeah. Well, I had them going Kyle Pitts at six. So that, I mean, you wanted to give two weapons. You've given him all the weapons under the sun. (laughs) He now has all of them. So Jack. He has nothing to complain about. I do have them going offense as well. I do not have them taking a receiver. I have them going running back, actually, my first running back off the board. And I'm going Travis Etienne. Tom. I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker because they, they need an offensive line. John? This is where I have Rashad Bateman going. Yeah, Jack, I, I, Jack okay. I considered running back here, but I just thought uh, Miles Gaskin really came out for them last year. I feel like they could ride him as their running back next year. Yeah, I thought that too, but you never ruled out. Uh, I'm not a yeah. big guy in drafting running backs early. Because you can find guys like a Miles Gaskin later in the draft. Even on, I don't even was he undrafted. I believe so. so. You can find you can find guys and just plug and play them if you have a good enough on some offensive line and scheme they'll produce for you. But um, I just think the the aura of having that that stud running back is going to be too much for them to pass up on. Uh, next, we have the team with no name, the Washington Football Team, and this is where I have oh, I I can't wait to say this Jeremiah Owusu. Karamoa, linebacker. Um, they need help on defense. They're a strange team because they did win the division last year, but they need help in a few positions. Uh, but I think this is a good pick for them. Eric, what do you got? Let me just say, that was a very good job with the uh, pronunciation there. Thank on, you. Uh, J-O-K. Um, but think about this. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Rashad Bateman. There's your weapons right there. You know, you want to compete with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and Galladay, Slayton, Shepard. That's how you do it. Trish? Well, I went a different direction. I went with uh, Tevin Jenkins. He's an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. Uh, I think they definitely need an O-line, and I don't have any quarterbacks left on the board. Otherwise, I would have taken one. So I see them going offensive line, trying to help shore it up so that when they can get a big-name quarterback, they'll have someone protecting them. Okay. Jack, what do you got? I have them taking uh, Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle from Alabama. Excellent run blocker. He was showing great ability to pass protect against some pretty good pass rushers in the SEC. I think you got to protect whoever you got playing quarterback down there. It seems like it's going to be Fitzpatrick. And uh, let Antonio Gibson uh, run behind him. So Alex Leatherwood from Alabama for me. Uh, next, we have the Chicago Bears at 20. I actually had a trade-up here. Before the trade-up, I had hey. been taking Davis Mills. What? He didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. Oh, Tom, John, forgot about you. Who do you have Washington taking? Mika Parsons. Okay. John? Hey, this is where I have Kuramoa going. Yeah, I – 
defense makes everything makes sense here for Washington. They're an interesting pick there at 19. Best player available for sure. Yeah. 20 is our Bears. Um, never cease to amaze. I had them trading up, but before that, I had them taking Davis Mills at 20. So now I have them taking uh, Tevin Jenkins, who Trish had going the pick before uh, at Oklahoma State. Good size on Jenkins. I think he fits in nice to protect Andy Dalton this year. Eric, what do you got? Chicago. Well, I have Denver making that pick for Jenkins. Okay. So I have um, Elijah Vera Tucker going here. The last of the big offensive linemen. He managed to slip big, through. A little crack. bit of a slip for him there at 20. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at teams like I don't think Washington needs a lineman. I don't think Miami does. I mean, the Raiders do, but Gruden. Um, Arizona, I think, is good. And New England, I think, is going quarterback. So he's the guy that falls all the way down to 20. Trish? Uh, so I went running back here. I went Travis Etienne. I thought you were going to go quarterback. <laughs> no, well, I don't have any quarterbacks left. <laughs> There's other quarterbacks in the draft. They're just not first-round talent. Yeah, I'm not – I don't think – Chicago is going to reach that hard. I think if they're going to try for a quarterback, I think they're going to trade up. They're taking Bo Callahan. Shut the fuck up. They're going to go up to, you know, four. Maybe they could squeeze in there. Maybe Miami decides to trade back six for a fuck ton of picks. So, you know, I think think they're going to try to trade up to get a quarterback. Jack, what do you think? I also have uh, Tevin Jenkins. Offensive tackle, okay, State. Tom, their offensive line is abysmal. It's not good. I have them uh, taking Caleb Farley. You know, you cut Kyle Fuller, so you, you need a replacement. John. Yeah, this is where I have Caleb Farley going. Exactly for the reasons Tom said. Got to replace Kyle Fuller somehow. So. Twenty-one. The Indianapolis Colts uh, own the pick. I have them going offensive line. I have them going Landon Dickerson. Uh, offensive lineman at, at Alabama. Uh, they just sure up the offensive line, but more for Carson Wentz there in his first year at Indianapolis. So Dickerson's the pick here for me. Eric, what do you got? I have him going wide receiver, Kadarius Toney. Um, Wentz needs a wide receiver in Indy. He's got Michael Pittman. He's got T.Y. Hilton, and he needs the third guy. So I'm thinking Kadarius Toney falls to Indy. Trish, what do you got? I'm taking Christian Barmore. He's a defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, I think they could definitely use help on the defensive line. And this kid's huge, so it just makes sense. Jack? I have him going. um... Oh, you muted yourself there when you're you're muted. (laughs) Jalen Phillips, uh, defensive end for Miami. Uh, he had a pretty pretty big year for them uh, after Gregory Rousseau opted out. Um, I, I believe injuries are causing him to slide in the draft. Otherwise, I would have had him going for, uh, higher up. But, uh, yeah, Jalen Phillips, defensive end Miami. Tom? I have them taking Quiddy Pay. They need help on the edge, and I think he's the answer for it. John? Uh, this is where I have my first and only trade-up of my mock draft. I have actually the Jets trading up from uh, 23 to 21 because in my mock Elijah Vera Tucker is still on the board. So I have us given up this 23 and 147, you know, just move up, you get past, uh, you know, Tennessee, who's I think is going to probably look to pick a tackle replace, you know, the one they drafted last year, Isaiah Wilson, who, you know, is not even on the team anymore. 
So yeah, I have the Jets taking Elijah Vera Tucker at 21. Uh, next up, we stay in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans at 22. They're an interesting team. They lost some pieces, specifically Corey Davis to the New York Jets. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, who didn't really contribute that much for them, is also gone. I have them drafting Corey Davis's replacement. I think Elijah Moore is the pick here. Elijah Moore out of Old Miss. Um, it's just a, a solid option, another uh, target for Tannehill. Uh, because if you take Tannehill's targets away, he's going to struggle. You can only rely on Derrick Henry so much to open up the passing game. You need to have players who can get separation and get open. So I have Elijah Moore here at 21, I believe. Yeah, or 22. Uh, Eric, what do you think? This is where I have Gregory Russo. Um, Russo was going to be a top 10 pick before his fall of grace at a terrible performance at the Combine but I don't think he's bad enough to fall out of the first round completely. I just think he's going to slide a couple spots to 22. Chris. Sorry. Hold on. I have a Greg Newsom. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Newsom. The second I'm on it. I have them taking a cornerback. I think their defense uh, definitely showed some signs of struggle last season compared to two seasons ago when they were a little more sharp, a little more on it last season, you saw them take big leads against teams and then blow those leads. So I think uh, shoring up the defense is definitely something they need to focus on. They did lose a Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler. Uh, Jack, what do you think? I also having them take uh, Corey Davis replacement, but I do not have them going Elijah Moore. I have them going Kadarius Tony here. Uh, a nice kind of like thunder and lightning, uh, Mixed with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, kind of the bigger guy. Tony, the guy who can take the top off. I know A.J. Brown can take the top off as well. But um, guy that can create separation, uh, give Tannehill some uh, some more weapons on the outside. Next at – oh, Tom. Tom and John, I forgot you two at the bottom. Nice. Uh, I also have them taking a replacement for Corey Davis, but I have it being Rashad Bateman. I think he's just the better receiver on the board, so they take him. John? I agree with you. I think Elijah Moore is going to be the pick here. I think, you know, I know he's a slot receiver, but, you know, he can really make up the production that they're missing from, you know, I think Corey Davis and Adam Pumphreys, you know, I don't, I don't think he's there anymore too. So 23, the New York Jets, I uh, have them going offensive line. I have them going Alex Leatherwood here. I think it'd be a good piece on the Jets offensive line, help out that newly drafted quarterback, help him succeed at the NFL level. Eric, what do you got for the Jets here at 23? Well, well, do you know what time it is for the Jets? It is Najee Harris time at 23. I'm going uh, the first running back off the board uh, because I know that Frank Gore is not going to be getting most of the reps next year. Why not? Because he's going to the New England Patriots to complete the AFC East uh, uh, circle. Trish, what do you think? I have him uh, taking Caleb Farley here, quarterback. Uh, I, was, I saw they need uh, their short on cornerback position, so I think Caleb Farley is a pretty solid pick there. John? Oh, no, sorry, John, Jack. Jeez. I have him going uh, Greg Newsom here, cornerback Northwestern. Uh, I was in between him and Farley, but I do think that uh, Joe Douglas takes more of an NFL – Prototypical corner uh, goes Newsom here. I hope. Fingers Tom, close. what do you think? I got them taking Najee Harris as well. You can't have Zach Wilson in the backfield look 
look look in his backfield and see Frank Gore being the main guy with him. It's got to be someone younger. Sean? They got, they got LaMichael P. Ryan, okay? Relax. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Okay. And they signed Tevin Coleman. No. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. I have, I have you guys taking a, a running back in the second round. Take Williams. Oh, if we can get Javante like Williams. Williams, that'd be amazing. John, who do you have the Jets? Oh, you have the Jets trading out of this pick. Yeah, so yeah, this is the Colts pick for me at 23. So I just have them taking – they also are in need of a t- uh, left tackle replacement. I, what, I don't remember his name. I think Anthony Costanzo. Is that the one who retired for them? Yes. Yeah, yeah he just retired. So, yeah, they get their tackle of the future with Walker uh, Walker Little from Stanford. Interesting pick. Uh, 24 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them going running back with Najee Harris. They need that replacement for James Conner. Eric, what do you got? I have the other running back. I have running back, running back, Travis Etienne out of Clemson. And by the way, who knew James Conner was a free agent? Because I didn't. I did once he signed with Arizona. Arizona. Uh, Trish, what do you got? I took uh, another running back, Javante Williams, because the two running backs you guys just named are already off the board. (coughs) Jack? I'm as well on uh, Najee Harris. Um, like you said, Tony, James Conner replacement. I feel like Pittsburgh yeah. uh, always needs that bell cow. Tom? Yeah, I also have them drafting James Conner's replacement. It was uh, – oh, how do you say his name? Eric said it. Travis Etienne. Yeah, Travis Etienne because, you know, I have Najee Harris going to the Jets. John, what do you got here for Pittsburgh? I have Travis Etienne going here. Okay. So basically, this pick's going to be running back, is what Should we've be. established. 25, we're at Jacksonville's second pick of the first round. I have them going past Rusher here. This is where Quiddy Pay goes. This is where he's off the board. Newest member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eric, what do you got here for Jacksonville? I have Trevon Mulring. Uh, first safety comes off my board. Um, this is Only Jaylen safety Ray- really worthy of first round. Yeah, Talent, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like I'm looking at the safeties. I'm like, this is really the only one. Much like Kyle Pitts is really the only first round tight end. But yeah, I think safety is their uh, their play. They already got their cornerback in uh, Shaquille Griffin. Trish, what do you think? Hmm. Well, I went cornerback. I got Tyson Campbell. Uh, I think they definitely need defensive help, and I think Tyson Campbell could provide that. Uh, Jack, what do you think here for Jacksonville for their second first? I'm with you. I haven't taken Woody Pay. Um, definitely need an edge rusher. Uh, I think he does have the chance to move up in the draft and go a little higher than 25. Um, the only thing is he's only been a starter for one year at Michigan, but uh, the departure of Clay's Campbell uh, left a big hole in their defense last year. So, uh, Woody Pay for me. John's got to get going. John, who do you have for Jacksonville second first? Oh, sorry, I was muted there for a second. Uh, this is where I have uh, Trevon Morig, the safety out of TCU, going. Safety seems like it's uh, one of their needs. So, yeah, they fill it out in the best safety in the first round. Tom, what do you think? I also have Trevon uh, Morig going because they do need a safety. Uh, next up at 26, we have the Cleveland Browns, and this is where I have Barmore going uh, to plug up the middle. Uh, for Cleveland, they just got a new pass rusher in uh, Jadavian Clowney on one side. I think Barmore will complement that defensive line nicely. Eric, what do you have Cleveland doing here at 26? This is the highest Cleveland's picked in a while. This is where Jalen Phillips is going for me. 
Um, you need another defensive end. I think you can move things around. But again, I did this before Clowney, so this might change. But yeah, Jalen Phillips should be good. Chris, what do you got for Cleveland? Yeah, Tyson Campbell. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I read the wrong name. My bad. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, oh, linebacker out of Penn okay. State. Help Sorry, on the defensive on the end. Yeah, I mean, you can never have too much help. Uh, Jack, what do you got? I have known Jeremiah Owusu Karoma. Karoma? I don't know how you pronounce the end of it. Karoma? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, this was also before uh, Clowney for me. I do think it's still a need for him because I think Clowney is just a one year rental. Um, I have him going on the outside. Yep. Tom, what do you think here for Cleveland? I'm also going the same way with uh, Jeremiah Owusu because they do need a linebacker. 27, the first of Baltimore's picks. Uh, Eric, you had uh, Morig going a couple picks ago. This is where I have Trayvon Morig going. He lands in Baltimore with the Ravens. Eric, what do you got here? I have Greg Newsome. Uh, he's still on my board after a little while, and I think Baltimore's defense could really use another secondary player. Trish? This is where I have Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa gone. Okay. Uh, I definitely think their defense needs help. Jack, what do you think? I've flip flopped in this pick a bunch. Uh, I had Jason Awiu from uh, Penn State going for a while. Now I have it as uh, Christian Bearmore from uh, Alabama, defensive end, defensive tackle, wherever you want to play him. Um, they lost both Ngakwe and Judon, so uh, they need something on the defensive line. So I got Barrymore going here. Next up, we have – oh, Tom, what do you think here for Baltimore? First pick. Uh, I got them drafting Samuel Cosme because they do need an offensive tackle now. Orlando Brown being gone, yeah. But they did sign – they are expected to sign Alejandro Villanueva. I know that's not through yet, but it is expected. They were working on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the draft is tomorrow, so they got They got to get something going. With it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Facts. Twenty-eight. New Orleans Saints. This is where I have uh, Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa, going. I did kick around a wide receiver here at this pick, but um, I-, I went with the linebacker. Eric, what do you got? This is where I have Christian Barmore going, uh, defensive tackle. Trish. Uh, this is where I have Zaven Collins going. Jack? This is where I have Travion Morig going. Uh, I think they do need help in the, the secondary with uh, some aging and declining safety. So the only safety going in my first round. Tom? I have Jamin Davis going here. Those linebacker. Next up, we have a very interesting pick. This team took Jordan Love last year. We have the Green Bay Packers. I do not think they neglect Aaron Rodgers any longer. I think they take Rashad Bateman with this pick, and they do get Aaron Rodgers a first-round wide receiver. Eric, what do you think? I have Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Let's get some more protection for Aaron Rodgers, or eventually Jordan Love when it supposedly happens. Trish? I have Kadarius Toney going here. Jack? I have them taking Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. And, Tom, what do you think here for Green Bay? I originally had them taking Terrace Marshall Marshall Jr., but I still have that uh, old Miss receiver, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Right. 
I, yeah. I'm going to put him in there. Uh, next up, we have the Buffalo Bills. Good season last year for the Bills. Came within a game of going to the Super Bowl. I have them taking uh, Jason <laughs> Jason Uwe. Is that how you say his name? Edge rusher out of Penn State. Just Ooh. some help there. Somebody's got to be able to get to a quarterback like Mahomes in a big game, and I think he's going to help out that defense. Eric, what do you got? I'm going to try a different pronunciation here. I'm taking mm. also Jason Owa as well. Mm. Oh, Owa. Uh, okay. I mean, Oa. listen, I see Owa. I see Owa. I see Uwe. Uh, we'll know when Goodell announces the name. Trish, what do you think? I am also taking Jason Ow there. <laughs> that one I know uh, is wrong. <laughs> uh, are you sure, though? Yeah, you just completely disregard you know the E and the H. You know what's going to wow. tick me off if, if he goes day two and it's one of the guest announcers? Because he might oh, be wrong, too. By the way, guess who Dallas announced? Guess who's announcing their pick day two? Oh. Drew Pearson's coming back again. <laughs> Jack, what do you got here for Buffalo? I got uh, Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky here. Um, need somebody um, – Alongside Edmonds, and they generally just gave Matt Milano some money, but uh, can't help, can't hurt uh, bulking up the linebacking core. Tom, what do you got here for Buffalo? Uh, I, I, I originally had Russo, the edge, but then I thought about it. They do need help at running back, so I think they're going to take the running back out of North Carolina, Javante Williams. I could see that. Singletary, I don't think, is the answer there at that position whatsoever. Zach Moss isn't really, yeah, I didn't have a great year yeah. either. 31, this is Baltimore's second first-round pick. Uh, they got it last week in the Kansas City Chiefs trade. I have them going wide receiver. I have them rolling the dice at 27 with a safety, hoping a wide receiver would still be there at 31. This is where I have Kadarius Tony going. Uh, it gives Lamar Jackson that weapon. Eric, what do you got here for Baltimore? They need that replacement for Matt Judon, so I'm going to Zizo Jalari out of Georgia. Trish? I'm going Tommy Tremble. He's a tight end. He's not even the second best tight end in this draft. Well, that's who I'm they taking. have a tight end. Tommy Tremble. They have Mark Andrews. Fine. You want me to change it? <laughs> no. It's, re- it's really irrelevant. It's a 31st pick. Not that irrelevant, Trish. Lamar Jackson went 32. He's acting like it's Mr. Irrelevant here. Tom Brady went, went 199? 199. 199. Who cares? Yeah, Trish, shut up. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> Jack's tired of that story. Jack, what do you got here for uh, the Ravens? I have them going receiver. I have Kadarius Tony off my board, and I have him taking uh, Rashawn Bateman, uh, wide receiver Minnesota. Tom? I also have them taking receiver, but I do have Kadarius Tony. They need help. Last, last pick of the first round, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, brought back all 22 starters. Something you didn't hear enough in the offseason because that's all they talked about. Did they reach an agreement with Antonio Brown earlier today? They did. They did. Mm. One year, 3.1 million, 3.3 million, something like that. They don't even need Scotty Miller, but they have him. The sixth quarterback taken in the first round. This is all the hype going into it, especially from the last week. This man is flying off, flying up draft boards out of Stanford. Davis Mills, quarterback to take over eventually for Tom Brady. And he's a guy who can sit for two or three years. Also, you're not drafted at, in the first round. You're expected to draft a starter. You're bringing back all of your starters. You have this opportunity to take a quarterback. I did kick around Kyle Trask here. I think it's going to be Davis Mills. Eric, what do you think? 
I don't know if you heard this or not, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought back all 22 stars. The first Did team they? to do that. Yeah. And they also brought back Antonio Brown as well and Leonard Fournette. Uh, so what do you get the team that has everything, right? Another offensive lineman because the GOAT's playing a couple more never years. Samuel Cosme, Samuel Cosme out of Texas um, flying off the board. I've, I've seen some have him going as high as Indy, but I think Tampa's going to get him at 32. Trish, what do you think here for the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers? Well, after hearing yours, I don't want to say mine anymore. What What are you? <laughs> well, I went defensive tackle. Levi, uh, I don't even want to try to pronounce that last name. On on Wuzuriki? If, if, if you know if you know who Washington. it is, you know, you know who he's talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> How am I supposed to pronounce his name? Levi Unruzriki. <laughs> yeah. Unruzriki? Un- un- it yeah. almost sounds like you're saying Wookie. And at that point, just. Unruzriki. Unruzriki. I love Washington football, man. <laughs> Jack, what do you got here for the Bucks? Um, I have them going uh, edge rusher Gregory Rousseau out, out of Miami. Uh, just to bolster up, you can never have enough pass rushers. They already have plenty. It's just a guy they can platoon in there and, and cycle in like every every third series. Let him get to the quarterback, and that's that's about it. Get him in on third and long, and let that baby hum. Tom, what do you got here? I also have Gregory Russo going here because I originally had him going to the Bills. Okay, makes sense. All right, so that's our mock drafts. Trish, did you do your mock draft to predict the pick? No. What'd you do it through? I did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay, good, because that that counts how many is right. Oh, I got to put mine on that. Which is what I can't wait to see. So, Jack. Mine on there, too. Jack, I want to thank you for joining us. You know you're always welcome. Uh, enjoy tomorrow me. night uh, if you can. It's going to be pain up until, I'd say the Jets pick around, what, 8-10? Yeah, I'd probably even later than that. I'd say yeah. probably around more towards 8-20-ish. Yeah. Pick two is going to happen at 8-45. They like to I take mean, forever sometimes. The draft says it starts at 8. And then... Oh, before we go, real quick, over under number of tragic family stories announced by ESPN tomorrow. That's what they do best. Uh, I'd say I'd say at least five. The one that really and? sticks out the most to me is to Karis McKinley when he had the, the yeah. photo of his the grandmother. Yeah. That is that that still sticks with me every draft season. So I'm gonna, I'd say at least I'll, six. Set, I'll set the line over under. I was going to say four and a half. I'd say over. Oh man, oh, he's going to be over four and a half. Come you on, so? you might hit. You might have. You might five hit gone by fifteen. So that's going to wrap up the episode. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, you have one day left to join our NFL draft giveaway on Twitter. All the information is on our Twitter page at too many men underscore pod. We have Floyd Mayweather fighting Logan Paul, June 6th, Hard Rock yes, Stadium, Miami, Florida. It is official. I'm so excited. That's going to be awful, but we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you, Jack, once again. Uh, Thank you for having me. We'll, we'll talk to you mid-season, see how the Zach Wilson experience is treating you. So thank Hopefully you for listening, well. and we will see you after the draft on Friday.